Today's program has been brought to you by Route 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. For more information, visit www.rt11.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. to We Dig Plants on Heritage Radio Network. We are Groundwork Inc. I'm Alice Marcus-Krieg. And I'm Carmen DeVito. And we design, install, and maintain gardens in and around New York City. And We Dig Plants brings the culture to horticulture. And today, we have a chef as our guest from an amazing garden center, Terrain, in Westport, Connecticut. They also have um, a store outside of Philly, right, Carmen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the main line. Um, not too far from where I grew up, though. I grew up in Fairfield, Connecticut, so right up the road from Westport. Um, and now, full disclosure, we need to say that terrain carries our soil, Brooklyn blends. So this is a real, like, 360 for us. Yeah. Considering that I grew up mm-hmm. right down the street. Um, and this is the first time we're having a chef. Exactly. Exactly. On the show. And this is a very foodie network. So. Uh, absolutely. Heritage Radio. <laughs> so, and the other weird thing is, and I'll get to that more when we talk about um, uh, the chef that, that's our guest, Joe Wolfson. Welcome, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Hey, how y'all doing? Good, good. So, you can hear that southern accent. <laughs> um, this is the other 360 part. Um, Joe, you're from South Carolina, and that's actually where my family is from um, pre-Revolutionary War in the 1700s. Right. They came into South Carolina, and they were farmers. So this is a real strange circle that's for, cool. for me. They, they, you said they came in probably through Charleston? <laughs> through or? Charleston, yeah. And um, nice. uh, there was a doctor in the family, and he was on the battery. That's all I know. Yeah. And, th- and then they they moved west into Tennessee. But um, yeah. pretty interesting that then you ended up in Westport, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely really different up here from South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, but in a good way. I mean, it, things are – it's a lot faster up here, I'd say. Uh, down <laughs> south, I guess, we're more relaxed. It's like people drive a lot faster. People want, like want to go, 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 which is which is cool. But, I mean, it's – I don't know. It's people yeah. the same everywhere when you really break it down. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. Um, I actually went to school in the South, and, and a friend of mine said, it's more efficient in the North. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. That's a very good way to put it. So let's tell folks a little bit about your, a little bit yeah. more in detail about your background. You're from South Carolina, um, and uh, you were influenced by your southern low country upbringing and a strong loyalty to the local farmers and purveyors who shepherd uh, your ingredients from seed. Uh, Wolfson has been recognized as one of the top up-and-coming chefs in America by Southern Living, 
and Food and Wine magazines, as well as being nominated for the 2011 People's Best New Chef in America by Food and Wine magazine in partnership with CNN.com. He was also invited to be a guest chef on the 2011 Outstanding in the Field Farm Dinner Tour. I always wanted I to I wanna go on one of those. Outstanding in the Field. It's- it's so much fun. Like there was, like I was so crazy nervous walking up to it, just building like the month going up to it, and then like once that day hits, it's just pure adrenaline, and you just it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Yeah, because that group they're just they're sick. I mean, they just they come <laughs> in like we did it at the last restaurant I was at. We owned a farm. We did it at our farm. I was cooking inside of the barn. Yeah, uh, for a hundred and something people, and they just they came with a bus. They set up long table i mean they set everything up in uh-huh. like three hours and then we just pumped the food out and it was just such a fun 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 night it's magic it's a magic event yeah. they actually did a project here at the grange um which is this rooftop farm here in new york okay. um right. yeah they did a fundraiser for them anyway go on and uh a decade ago you you were uh you were doing a stint on the line at Columbia South Carolina's Hampton Street Vineyard that sort of solidified your enthusiasm for the kitchen is that right Yeah that or just my mom and my grandmother yeah. were incredible cooks and yeah. I just I pestered them like asking them question after question about how they did this why they did this That's with, amazing why they and then and now the two of them will call me up and they're ask me like <laughs> Could I do here? Yeah, and it's like the ultimate turnaround. I mean, it's just it's it's so fun. So, but then you also had formal training, right, at the Johnson and Wales. You were yeah, you studied there at their Charleston campus, and that's so you have the sort of home cook training, uh-huh. and then you have mm-hmm. the formal mm-hmm. culinary training, which is really great—a great combination, yeah. isn't it? I think so. <laughs> I mean, like to me, like cooking, like you're cooking from the soul, you're cooking yeah. from the heart, but like you need to know why if you put a fish into hot oil that it reacts this way too i mean you just have to you need to be well-rounded with everything right right so um so after after charleston where you were a chef right Mm. um then you came to how did you get to terrain tell us a little bit about i i I took a restaurant i I took a job at a restaurant in alabama called ham and high Uh uh-huh uh, which was the restaurant that I was a chef at before I moved to Terrain. Uh, that's where I got all the, the notoriety where I was nominated for the People's Best New Chef and I was in Southern Living and Food and Wine. Uh-huh. And uh, that's kind of where I, I mean, I had always worked with restaurants to try to get, do everything as local as possible, but never to the degree that we did at Ham and High, where we owned two different farms. One of the farms was, it, was, it had a, uh, it was, like, I mean, we just, it was three blocks away from the restaurant. So I would like, I'd have like a four wheeler that I would ride to the farm and uh-huh. pick up produce or I would make my own charcuterie and I would hide it basically at the farm inside of the barn because the health department didn't really right. enjoy the way I guess I would have done it. Right, right. <laughs> and then uh, I just, it, I, I I'd spent my entire life in the South and I wanted to see something else. Uh-huh. And this area really, I thought, I mean, really was something I wanted to get into because it's this close to New York City and and I just wanted to see somewhere else. I mean, I was 27 years old. I just wanted to see a different part of the country, you know. Right, right, right. So how do you think the North has influenced your cooking style? Like uh, a- honestly, not really, no. I I cook the way I, I have cooked. I, I, I mean, I, it's influenced me that I maybe there's some ingredients that I couldn't get. Uh-huh. 
the same time down south, but it's for the most part it's no. I mean, I, I my food I consider it Southern French. Uh-huh. Uh With like using utilizing New England ingredients right now, or I'm trying to use like the local scallops, or I'm using local fish that are coming out of the waters near here. Uh huh. You know? Uh huh. So um, let me let me just tell our listeners a little bit about terrain. They are a garden center and a really gorgeous kind of lifestyle shop. Yeah, they're owned by uh, Anthropology. Owned by right. They're part of the Anthropology Urban, Urban Outfit. Urban Outfit. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, of which Anthropology is a, a part. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Um, so and that's why they carry our Brooklyn blend soil. So and and I've been to your Westport location, and you have a gorgeous garden center with beautiful yeah. plants and trees and shrubs and perennials and soil. No, and, absolutely. You know, and, and then they have this beautiful cafe, which is what you're heading up. Um, mm-hmm. So you're making things like lobster and grits. Is that right? <laughs> New England lobster and grits. I uh, I haven't really gotten so much lobster in, but I'm doing like pork belly and grits, or okay. uh, with like a local farm egg or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I haven't really gotten any lobster in. Oh, okay. Well, I I, well, I honestly don't have a reason as to why I haven't. I just haven't utilized it yet. Yeah. Um, well, my brother was a lobster man on Long Island Sound. If you need a contact, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll have my contact information. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that was that was many years ago. So I'll just I'll just connect you later <laughs> okay. with with the with the uh, lobsterman. So we have a sample menu here that mm-hmm. um, was faxed over, um, just to give our listeners kind of a, a feeling for for what your palate is. Stonington scallops with house made bacon, cauliflower. Golden raisins, honey, and shallot. That's um, a small plate. Roasted yep. beets with tomato soup with horseradish creme fresh, Pickled beet salad with young lettuce. Uh, toasted pumpkin seeds. Orange vinaigrette. Um, smoked squab breast. Sunny side up farm egg. Rye I toast. think I want to lick that paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all drooled on already. You don't want oh my to. I'm cracking stuff, unfortunately. So for, oh, for me, God, Joe, you're killing me. <laughs> We're coming up. We're coming up. <laughs> well, come and see me. Well, I'll, I will take very good care of you. Well, that's great. You've you yeah. were there. So for main dishes, you have pork osobuco, um, osobuco, um, mm. which with baby carrots, pearl onions, roasted garlic, Swiss chard, cheddar grits, Berkshire oh. uh, pork chop. Um, so where are you getting your ingredients from then? Are you working with local farmers in the Connecticut yeah, area? Absolutely. I, I'm looking, working with a lot of local farms in the Connecticut area, mm-hmm. um, like Sport Hill, uh, Fort Hill, that's two different farms, Millstone, the Hickories. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, just a lot of local farms, Beltane, just whoever has the best stuff when I can get it, Chaplin <laughs> Farms. How are you sourcing these? Are you making the contacts, or is Terrain making the contacts for you? Like, how's that it's, relationship? It's been me. It's I. I have, and I've had. Uh, there's a great lady, Lori, who works with the. Uh, she's the chairman of the local farmers market, and she came to Terrain. Like, I moved. To, I moved to Connecticut 11 days before the restaurant opened, so I knew nobody here, knew nothing here, uh-huh. had no connections to uh-huh. the local farms. But uh-huh. she came and ate like the first week we were open. 
and she was like, I'm going to take you, and I'm going to introduce you to all these people. That's great. And she brought me to the Westport Farmer's Market, and I met a, a lot of the local farmers and just kind of built relationships that way that I just started using them, you know? Yeah. Now, are, is Terrain, are, are they able to sell some of these herbs and, and vegetables and stuff in the store? Like, from what they're growing, or uh, how does that work? No, I mean, that's not necessarily what they do. We sell, like, a lot of, we'll sell, like, tomato plants or pepper plants or, like, right. basil plants. <clears throat> uh, but we're not necessarily buying the tomatoes to sell. Oh, okay. Like, I'm buying the tomatoes for me to use. And we've had, like, farmer's markets inside of terrain. We've invited local farmers, and they've kind of had a booth. Uh-huh. And they've sold tomatoes uh-huh. and stuff like that. And do you get some of your meats from Heritage Yeah, foods? do you know Is about that... Heritage Foods, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's uh, who owns the station. Yeah. I'm sorry? That's who owns the uh, yeah. station. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm using, like, Berkshire pork. I'm using, like, Amish-raised chickens from uh, Pennsylvania, uh, oh. local Connecticut scallops and fish, and, uh, like, Heritage Reese, like, Millard ducks, and then, like, Painted Hills beef, which they're based in Oregon, which is a little far away from me, but it's... I think it's the best American beef out there. Uh-huh. Really? Why is that? Yeah. Why is that? Just because instead of, like, having, like, 400 ranchers, they only have 40, and they just, they don't try and force the cows to grow way before they're ready. Like, I met the, the lady who, her and her husband own it, and she told me that, like, if the cow has, like, a white nose and white feet, they won't use it because it has too much of the wrong breed in it. Like, they're just particular to the umpteenth degree to make sure that every single yeah. whatever, like every single strip or ribeye that they hmm. or every single cow they raise is just incredible, incredible quality. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you a funny thing about animal color pads. Um, I'm a big fan of coonhounds, right? I have, mm-hmm. I have some coonhounds. You're a southern boy, so you know all about coonhounds. <laughs> and apparently coonhounds, if they have pink pads, are not good hunting dogs because it means they're too tender, so they're not going to be good on the hunt. <laughs> yeah, because when they're hitting, when they're running, yeah, in the forest. Yeah, they need the black pads. Well, you know, I recently drove from New York to. I did a reverse of what you did, um, Joe. I, I went from New York to Florida um, okay. to uh, spend a little time in the sun um, last week, nice. and I stopped in Savannah. Uh-huh. You know. And it's a great city. That's a great town to eat. But of course, um, I chose, I got in very, very late, and I chose a restaurant that had historically costumed characters, which is not (laughs) a good sign. (laughs) I just won't learn my lesson. But anyway, the food. (laughs) And what kind of flag was hanging on that? Can I just say, Joe, that my parents are the, I always say to Alice, my parents are the original locavores. They're old school Italian like farmers, and they eat. They've taught me to to garden and to eat very very well. They've been butchering their own. Yeah, meat. they they grew like, up butchering animals and growing every bit of their own produce and canning and pickling everything. So they're they're very snobbish about their food. But I said, look, it's ten o'clock at night and we're hungry, and you know this is the only, this is not New York. There's not places open till midnight, so we're going to go to the closest possible place that's going to serve dinner. So we went to this place and um, we ate some some food. It was grits and shrimp and stuff. And 
it was it was probably not the best southern meal I'll ever have. But yeah. you know, when you're hungry, you know. Yeah. But it's hard to get a southern Italian to get on board with southern food. <laughs> you know, the Italians are so snobby. You know, and I'm wondering. You gotta have it done right. Exactly. Yeah. And I've had some good meals in Charleston. Uh-huh. You know, I've had some really good meals. Charleston. Charleston's one of the best. Yeah, food there. town. I lived for about eight years. I mean, it's just it's a sick place. Yeah. It's a beautiful it's just, place. It's got so much going for it. Where it's got like beaches and incredible restaurants, great art scene, like a really cool eclectic college. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, Charleston's it's a port city. Sick. It's a port city, and yeah. it's always. Had I mean, Savannah was beautiful. Yeah, and um, yeah. you know, it, it. I'm sure there's a lot of really good restaurants there too. But I'm wondering how, um, how you know, your Westport, Connecticut, is a well-heeled town. You know, and people have high expectations, right? You know, they. But eaten, the South is so hot now. So <laughs> right. So, so how are you? No, it is a big food trend right now. Yeah. 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 So how are people, you know, I mean, are you finding it challenging to deal with their expectations? Are you finding that they're, you know, open to trying new flavors and things, Joe? What, how has that been for you? I'd say it's a bit mixed. I mean, you have yeah. certain people, and it's, I mean, it's the same anywhere, that they're just, they want what they want, and they want how they want it. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that have come in, and they've just let us do whatever, whatever we wanted to, and just loved what we were doing. I... I wouldn't say it's been difficult, though. Like, I'm fairly stubborn. I'm going to cook food the way I want to cook it and hope that they enjoy it. And I, I, so far, the feedback's been really good, I think. Yeah, I can imagine so. I mean, and, and I think it's what Westport needed. They needed a good dose of yeah. southern food, you know? Um, Someone to cook good grits and cook exactly. pimento cheese the way it's supposed to be done or exactly. do the way it's supposed to be done. Exactly. Um, we have to take a break. Hang on to the line, Joe. We'll be back um, after a Very break. Cool. And you're okay. listening to We Dig Plants on the Heritage Radio Network. You're listening to Boy Crazy by Cookies on the Heritage Radio Network.org. She doesn't need your help. She studied art in Spain. Tall boys across her brain It's all boys Men they'll do anything They sat her in the shade Threw her up a rain All lined up Marching back and forth all day She's boy Crazy She's boy Crazy The following program has been brought to you by Route 11 Potato Chips from the moment Route 11 potato chips dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate. An incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Route 11 Potato Chips believes comfort food should be just that. Know where your food comes from. For more information, visit rt11.com. Every Wednesday at noon, Dorothy Ken Hamilton, founder and CEO of the International Culinary Center, interviews the top chefs in the world on Chef Story. Hear from chefs like Christina Tosi. I'm going to be the best pastry cook this restaurant's ever seen. Francis Malman. Cooking with fires, it's very feminine, it's very fragile. And Jacques Pepin. I was invited to work at the White House for John Kennedy. Learn how the greats become great. 
every Wednesday at 12 p.m. on Chef Story at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Hi, welcome back to We Dig Plants on the Heritage Radio Network. Uh, we have Joe Wolfson with us today, chef at the Cafe at Terrain in Westport, Connecticut. Welcome back, Joe. Yeah, thank you. So we're going to ask you some uh, some more questions now, um, <laughs> in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that okay? All right. Or I could just talk about some other recipe. Yeah, we could topic. just talk. You know, it's a very loose show. Um, we're eating some. Actually, we're eating some cookies that my friend Rosa made today in Abbey um, all right. So, what is your favorite thing to cook, and why? This sounds a little bit like the dating game, but go on. <laughs> no, of course. Uh, probably something braised, like uh, either like short ribs or like mm-hmm. pork cheeks or asapuco. Uh, mm-hmm. Just something that you cook low and slow, where it takes time. Like to me, that shows whether or not you can actually cook if you can do a braise right, where you take an ingredient that's otherwise tough and something that people wouldn't want. That's somewhat off-putting or unappealing, and you turn it into something that's just fall apart, tender, and delicious. Yeah, I find that some of those, you know, like what what was sort of like cheaper cuts of meat, if you can make them, you know, and it seems like every cuisine has that, you know, there's like the pernil, yeah. right? I love Especially to make like pernil. Four areas right? every cuisine, because it's like all they could get was the right. feet or the cheeks or like the pieces that no one really wanted and that's really the basis like that and make it amazing i mean i grew up eating alice knows the story i mean i grew up eating all kinds of offal and animal parts that nobody else wanted you know because my parents grew up eating that because they were pretty poor you know yeah and and um you know i I can brains uh my mother used to convince me that pig brain was chicken you know she'd make cutlets (laughs) out of them she once put a boiled pig ear on my plate, you know? I mean, nice. like <laughs> we opened up. I was doing, uh, and I, I'll probably go back to it at some point, but, uh, but I was doing pork cheeks with uh, crispy pig ears as a dish when we first opened. Really? And how did but people was, respond to that? I was calling the pig ears Oriel de Cochon. Okay. So that people wouldn't be like, pig ears, I'm not eating that. Yeah, so yeah. Let them try it and then be like, it's a pig ear. It sounds so much better in French. It does sound better in French. <laughs> my friends never wanted to come to my house to eat you. No. <laughs> they were like, what kind of bizarre animal nobody, part? <laughs> and nobody traded lunch with you. Oh, cool. <laughs> please. My parents pickled everything. Um, so that sounds cool. Um, so let's talk about celebrities. Everybody's obsessed with celebrities. Who would you most want to cook for if you had an opportunity to make a dinner for somebody? Like if you could do a round table dinner, yeah. what would the menu be? And if you could have like an actor, an athlete... Um, and like, a head of state, yeah, you know, like who would who would your table, a writer? What would your table consist of, and what would it be? Uh, uh, honestly, I don't know. Like, I'm a huge Oklahoma Center fan, so I'd maybe have someone like like a sports athlete, like Adrian Peterson, who's a running back who played at Oklahoma. Or uh, as far as like, I don't know. Like, I, I what would you cook I, for him? What would I cook for him? Uh, something simple. I mean, fried chicken, collard greens. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> some cornbread or something like that. Okay. Let, let me throw out another celebrity. Um, George Clooney. What would you make for him? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a simple fish dish with just like a really well-cooked piece of fish with a nice puree or some couscous or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'd have to... 
I really don't know. <laughs> I remember reading once, um, I forget where I read it, but apparently um, in France, there's this big thing, you know, the president, like, the president of France gets to pick his last meal, right? And he can have whatever yeah. he wants, right? I, and I don't remember exactly the details. It's a little fuzzy. But um, I think it was Mitterrand, and he wanted, there's this bird, I think they're swallows or something, and it's a very it's a very classically French dish. Mm-hmm. With these tiny birds kind of pounded and you know and I was like, Oh my I know. <laughs> like, that would not be my last meal, but no. that's like quintessentially French, you know? Yeah. So let's yeah. let me ask you this. There are chefs that you admire. Who would you like to cook for what chef would you like to cook for and, and what would you like to, to make for them to impress your skills I mean, upon them? I would like to cook for, or I mean, like, people that I look up to, like, obviously, Thomas Keller or Daniel Ballou or David mm-hmm. Belay or something like that, or, like, Scott Crawford is an amazing chef. Uh, I, but, I don't know, like, it would, I'd be, I'd, maybe, I don't know, it, it would be hard for me to tell, to think about what I, I'd want to do something really perfect, I'd, just because, you, you're cooking for someone of, of that magnitude, you're just, it's a little, there's a, an intimidation factor that goes into it, that you want it to be perfect, because, yeah, you know that everything that they do is just immaculate. You right? Know? Do some of the farmers um, that you get the produce from and and the meat from do they come to terrain and and eat your food? Yeah, that must feel We've great a, for them. A, a good few of them, actually. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So, do you have you been? Or, all right. What kind of like herbs are you use? I mean, you're probably cooking seasonally, so. What do you have a favorite herb that you like to cook with? I love basil. Uh-huh. Uh, basil is one of my favorites, or cilantro is another one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, they're strong. They're strong, but sweet. You know, those are yeah. strong flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like sage is another herb that I just I love. Right. It's kind of more this time of year, you know. Well, you um, since you're right up there in Westport, you should really check out Gilberti's herbs. Oh my gosh! Okay. Do you know about them? I do know about them. I have not been to check check them out though. I need to. They're um, they're they're a great 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 company, and um, they're very open to tours um, yeah. of their greenhouses, and um, and they grow the hugest variety of like. Let's say mint. There's like fifty kinds of mint. Joe. Yeah, they're it, they're they're wonderful to work with. So you might want to make that connection. Okay, Gilberti's, and it's good to support the local local growers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And then there's another place um, in I think it's it's not too Coventry. It's not too far too far from Hartford called Capri Lands, which was Adele Simmons, and she's like the mother of herb cooking. Yes, Um, that's right. She's passed away, but her cookbooks are amazing, and her herb farm is amazing, too, so you might want to go check that out. Um, I I think you'll enjoy that. Um, Have you had a chance to come down to New York and sample some... some, some local f- New York fair and New York restaurants. What have you found that's been interesting to you here? I haven't had that much of a chance to get to New York. I mean, I've been a couple of times. Like, I went to, like, Spotted Pig, and that was really good. Or uh, Red Farm was a really cool restaurant that I went to in the city. Uh-huh. Uh, but, no, I mean, I haven't really, I, I haven't taken as much advantage as I should have being this close to the city. Yeah. I just, I'm here so much. 
Right. Yeah. That it's just, it's on my days off, I literally want to hang out with my girlfriend and the dogs and sleep. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad. I hear you. That's the sad reality of my life. Are you, are you living in Westport? Where are you living? Uh, Stratford. In Stratford. Oh, on the beach. Nice. Yeah. Near the beach. Good, good. Near the beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not the Outer Long Banks, right? But it's not the Outer Banks, uh, but <laughs> it'll it'll have to do, right, Joe? <laughs> it's fine. I, I can make do. I, I'm easy going. I can make do wherever I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, we would, you know, when you guys do come down to Connecticut, please let us know. We can connect you with a lot of food and farmers that's what we do here on the heritage radio network in fact we are we are sitting in a kind of in a restaurant right now the heritage radio network is right outside roberta's restaurant which is also a very well-known and well-respected restaurant here in brooklyn Uh and on top of the container that is the studio is a garden with plants and and everything that is grown here is used in the restaurant Joe? Have we lost Yeah, him? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's, yeah. I didn't realize that was a question for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, 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 you should let us know, and we could have a okay. great pizza with you down here. Yeah, if you decide to come to that. Brooklyn. Awesome. Brooklyn is the new culinary capital of New York, just so you know that. It really is. It is. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a couple of restaurants that I really, really want to go to in well, Brooklyn, like Chef's Table or Blanco. Or, I mean, there's just... Well, Blanco's right here. What's the, the, Thai, the Thai restaurant with the, where they... They're famous for the wings, which is a guy from Seattle that's doing it. Oh, is that in Williamsburg that he has the hottest wings, I think? I, yeah. I don't know. Well, Blanco is part of Roberta's... Uh, Blanco's right here. Yeah, it's, burgeoning it, uh, oh, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, so you're... Uh, okay, so then I do... I, I, I am familiar... I haven't been there, but I am familiar okay. with kind of the area that you are then. Yeah, yeah. So we're in, we're in Bushwick, which is okay, which nice. is the uh, hipster capital of the world. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, well, anyway, there, there's one thing that Brooklyn is not short on, and that's <laughs> exactly beards, flannel shirts, you wind know, rings. You know, it was nice about going to the South and 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 seeing people wearing beards non-ironically and trucker hats <laughs> not ironically, <laughs> just wearing them. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say that I ate some grits at a truck stop, and they were really good. They're damn good. Grits yes. are, if grits are done right, they're incredible it's just most people don't know how to cook them exactly. or they're getting like the, the instant grits which is just no well, what's the secret then joe what's the secret <laughs> to the grit what's i cook my grits i i get my grits from uh, a friend of mine in alabama it's uh oakview farms they're in uh Wetumpka, alabama he grind he stone grinds them himself uh really fresh but uh i just Cook them four to one ratio in chicken stock and heavy cream. And four to one ratio, slow. chicken stock and heavy cream. Well, how could you go yeah. wrong with that? Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. like exactly. And then just low and slow and season with salt and pepper and a little sharp white cheddar right at the end. Yeah. Oh. And it's just wow. That makes I'm, you want to give up polenta. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with polenta either. I mean, polenta is. Extra fine grits, really. Well, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you, you know. a funny little story about. I'll tell you a funny little confession. Um, at Heritage Radio, a couple of years ago, we had a big fundraiser dinner party, and they um, they had a, a country ham purveyor up here. Yeah, um, a real country ham, salted, cured, p- 
country ham purveyor, and he sliced that that ham super, super, super thin. So he was mm-hmm. passing it around, and of course, all New Yorkers think, "Oh, it's prosciutto, it's prosciutto." <laughs> <laughs> so Carmen's eating this, and she said, "Oh my God, this is better than prosciutto." <laughs> so all my ancestors rolled over in their graves, you know, <laughs> because we love our pork, we love our we're smoked, you know, well, salted yeah. goodness. Yeah. Well, every every good culture does, you know. Yeah, yeah. and and I mean, you're like, there's so many parallels between the South and Italy when you really look at it. Yeah, and you know there is this parallel of the North and the South in Italy too. There's the Northern cuisine, which right. is a very yeah. specific and fine cuisine. And then there's the Southern cuisine, which, you know, some people in Italy think of as like the bastard child, you know, yeah. of, of Italian cuisine. But it's probably what most North Americans are familiar with, right. you know, is the Southern peasant kind of cuisine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is best. <laughs> well, leave it at that. <laughs> I, I'm going to send you, Joe, um, I, I wanted to read it, but I, I, it's a long, long passage. There's a great um, piece of... of writing from Mark Twain that actually my my brother read to me we I got married in the south um and uh my brother read this at our wedding cuz my husband is from the south um but his family is from the north I'm from the south but my family is from the north so like it, it was just this weird north south thing so yeah. it's it's this beautiful piece that Mark Twain wrote about being a southerner and trying to find good food in the north and it's a it's an amazing essay and um actually I will bring it to you Carmen and I are going up to Boston and we're going to be right on I95 so I was just saying maybe maybe we should jump off the highway and come say hello to you and have a little snack come on in that would be awesome I would love that and um it sounds like Terrain and you are a really good fit um they're they're doing such amazing things and it sounds like you're really given an opportunity to to showcase what you can do and I think it's it's a great addition to Westport and thank Thank you you. thank you for being on the show we look forward to to tasting everything (laughs) yes thanks for having me I mean this is absolutely this was a blast yeah. Okay. And let us know when you come down to New York. Okay. Um, and thanks again for being on our show. You've been listening to We Dig Plants on the Heritage Radio Network. We were just speaking with Joe Wolfson from Terrain in Westport. He's the executive chef. Uh, thanks to Joe for engineering. Thanks to Jack for producing. And happy gardening. See you in the garden or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.